Hi, my name is Matthew Cowan. I'm a digital transformation consultant and the author of the Future is Digital newsletter. You're listening to the Digital Jamaica podcast with Kadia Francis. transformation consultant and he is the author of one of my favorite digital newsletters called the future is digital now the reason why i wanted uh to talk to matthew and i mean there's a ton of reasons to talk to matthew he has a wealth and depth of knowledge that's just awesome right but it's precisely because of that he has the technical experience and the know-how being an engineer himself moving into it and now into digital transformation consulting he can bring that language to the audience so that they understand what i'm talking about when i'm talking about digital transformation because for me i am usually looking at it from the the end product what happens, the public face of it, the website, the CRM systems, the sales, the sales funnels, your, your web and mobile applications, your social media activities. That's usually the angle I'm coming from. But Matthew deals with the internal operational processes that has to take place when a company decides to go digital. And then what does that mean for the human side, the, the staff, the managers, the owners? What does it mean for the consumer? And then we go broader looking at what does it mean for the Caribbean, Caribbean businesses? Um, how, how does that help us to compete globally? Because you guys know I'm, I go on and on about how the internet is really the great leveler and it allows us to compete. We talk about that, but what's what's wonderful about Matthew's take is that he brings sobriety to it because I can get very excitable, y'all. So he brings a calm and a sobriety and he has a pullback, long view perspective that admittedly I don't have because I'm always panicking like, oh my God, we're 20 years behind, but he sees it differently. He's inside. He sees it differently. And I really appreciate his perspective. And it, it kind of, it's kind of changing how I'm thinking about the whole thing as well. So I'm really grateful he was able to come and talk to us about that. And then we even went further to talk about uh, AI and what does that mean? Does it mean that it's going to take over a job? How can we actually get on the whole AI train and make it work for us? There, there are so many different directions this conversation went in and I'm sure you're going to just really enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the different perspectives enjoy the different ends of the conversation he's talking about internal processes i'm talking about the external processes and that's why i wanted to talk to him because he could bring you that perspective that i can so you're gonna enjoy it okay believe me i've never let you down before i'm not gonna start now but before we go there you guys know i have to plug the digital jamaica people to watch 2020 series because we only have one more week to go before nominations close so please go and nominate yourself or a digital jamaican you know who deserves to be featured because this platform is about celebrating awesome jamaicans in the digital tech space who are doing pioneering things creating amazing authentic jamaican content who's just putting themselves out there and showing the creativity and depth of jamaica as well because we're not just sun sand and sea we're also tech we're a very creative bunch of people so wanted to big them up and show them that we recognize them and we thank them for what they're doing so go ahead and vote you can vote for yourself and you can vote for as many people as you want there are six categories i'm sure you can find somebody in all six categories right right so you can go on over to my social media page make sure you're following you have to be a member of the community for your nominations to count yes so please subscribe okay subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the blog follow me on social media click all them buttons girl um and nominate 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 so enough of my mouth and my talking episode 13 
Oh, hello, uh, my name's uh, Matthew Cowan. I'm a consultant based in the French West Indies, specifically in Martinique, and I'm working throughout the Caribbean helping small businesses with their digital transformation, uh, specifically on the operations side. I'm also a, the writer and producer of the Future is Digital newsletter, which is a newsletter all about digital transformation, where I try and expand upon some of the ideas and some of the things I see whilst consulting um, to help people really look at you know digital transformation and how it can benefit them. Okay, and that, and that's how that's how we met, Matthew, because um, you we follow each other on Twitter, and that's how I came across your newsletter, and it was one of the first. Let me not let me, <laughs> let me not be so hyper hyperbolic, <laughs> but it's a publication that is very easy to to read. It's, it's very easy to understand. And why I was so excited by it is it was because this is like the other side of a coin that I have been trying to roll up the side of a cup for the last couple of months. Because when I talk about digital transformation, I'm usually talking about what happens at the end of the process where you're not ready to um, open yourself up to the public um, mm -hmm. to include the public in that process you're talking about the internal processes the operational um, side of it what what that looks like and that for me is like the the other side of what i am talking about and that's why i really wanted to talk to you today because i don't have the technical expertise to talk about that but i always want to give my audience a fulsome picture of where I'm coming from with it, especially because I used to do social media management. That's kind of where my thing is. And um, when you get a new client or you're going in to pitch to a new client and you're you're asking them certain questions, because for most people, they think it's just, just posting something online and having a website. But my thing is, do you have the internal processes to support what you're doing at the end of it, at this end? Um, and what does that internal process looks like? And that's pretty much what you're talking about. When you're yeah, absolutely. And I think that's um, that's very well, very well put. I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of things. I mean, the, the newsletter being easy to read. It was um, a goal of mine from the beginning to make something that was not overly technical, but not too wrapped up in business speak as well. Um, I, I'm an engineer by trade. I mean, I, I, I cut my teeth on electro, electronic and electrical engineering going into writing software for heating ventilation systems and then into full IT management and onto being a consultant, you know, to deploy IT systems. So, so I'm a very, you know, much a technical person. And the idea with the newsletter was to try and help bridge that gap between the IT side of uh, the operations in a business and also the business side of the operations, because it's actually two worlds that don't always you know, I wouldn't say they don't get on together, but they don't speak together in the same language. IT is often looked at looked upon as a um, as a, um, a hole in which we throw money and we don't always see the benefit. And you know, the IT side of things, they don't always understand the business requirements and why it's important to do something which seems so banal and simplistic in IT terms, and why that's important for the business. So it's really to try and bridge that gap. And that, that's really what I try to do with the consulting as well. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not an IT person and I'm not a business person. I'm, I'm sitting in the middle and, and trying, to, trying to fit these two parts together. And, they, you know, it's very, very difficult. And I think it's, um, I think it's, it's working at the moment. And it's, uh, it's something that I'm really enjoying doing. And, I'm, and uh, you know, I want to continue doing it and build that, build that up because it's, uh, I think it's a, it can be a valuable resource. So some of the things I've talked about are the, the early side of digital uh, transformation and, and and really getting back to what you touched upon digital transformation is many parts and it's many things to many people and lots of people talk right. about the marketing side of things so you know kind of the end result or at least the, the public uh, view of digital transformation in a, in, a, in a business but you're absolutely right behind all of that you have to have systems in place to support that and if you don't have those systems, it's it's very difficult to to get to where you want to do, or or you'll end up just doing something, and it's not it's not going to be coherent, and it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be strategic, or it's not going to give you the results that you maybe thought you were gonna gonna have. 
and, and, and this is exactly. really what I was talking yeah. about in the last issue about data, data being really important to collect. And data is not everything, but it's right. at least, um, you know, a, a tool to help you understand better and, and test ideas out in the future right. and, and see if those work. And I'm glad, um, oh God, episode, <laughs> not episode, uh, uh, issue 12 through to issue, I think that was issue 15 or was it 14? 15, issue 12 to issue 15 was like my whole spiel for the last year and a half. Um, and even though I didn't have the technical language to express, issue 12 to 15 expressed everything that I was thinking and trying to say, especially the last bit about um, data, because this is the thing, Matthew, um, it is all well and good to, uh, first of all, the, the thing, the, the, the name of the newsletter is the future is digital. Now, if you should go on my website, guys, that, that is my byline for my bio. <laughs> the future is digital because I, I have been saying this, um, since the digital uh, revolution started back in the 50s or even as early as the 40s, uh, it has not slowed down. And year after year after year, the pace is quickening and quickening. It is mm -hmm. not going to stop. And that's what I want people to understand. It's, there's no stopping it. It's, it's just going to continue and it's going to just grow and grow mm -hmm. and grow. And with each generation, we experience it in a mm -hmm. different way. So... Um, when you're looking at business and business processes in 2019 and beyond, you're going to have to update. You're going to have to be in tune with what's happening in terms of who your new customership mm -hmm. is going to be, who, you're, who, who are going to be the consumers of the future and what would their experience be like. And then you have to continue adapting your business to not to every woman fancy, but the substantive things that, that, has changed yeah. generationally you're going to have to then adapt your business to that and that's hence the digital transformation exactly. right so it's it's all well and good being on social media having a website that's that's very important don't get me wrong but that's really the end part of it because behind all of that you're going to have to have the necessary systems in place regardless of what your business is your staff is going to have to be on board you're going to have to get the staff buy-in your staff needs to be trained as to how customers are going to come across your business via these digital platforms how can they respond how can they generate leads how they can then turn those leads into sales a, a, a social media manager can't do that for you they may be able to help you generate leads but that's as much as they can do once they pass that lead onto your your staff your staff is going to have to know how to take that and run with that so if you don't have the internal processes in place you don't have the internal training in place it is not going to go anywhere but what what is that intern what what do we mean by internal processes and training so you talk about data how do you collect data? How do you interpret the data that you collect? And then how do you then use that data to advance your business? And that's something you talked about in the last issue. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, data is, um, I, I mean, you've said it as well. I mean, data is, is the new oil. I mean, th there is some debate about that, whether that's really true. But it's but it's it's true in the sense that in 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 the in the digital economy it's extremely valuable and i think that's the point and i think making that link between how or many countries and and how data can can do that and I, and i think you, you touched on one of the one of the issues about uh, digital transformation we see it happening all around us and we all see what's going on at google we all see what's going on at uber we all see what's going on on you know pretty much everywhere there are there are processes that are being digitalized for example social media or at least social networks, they've digitalized friendships. Um, uh, I, I would argue that they're actually they're actually creating digitalization of surve surveillance, but that that's a different debate. But so that there, so so what the point I'm making is is that digitalization can come in at all sorts of different levels, and they're not always it's not always easy to see at what level they're going to affect you, and being 
ahead of the curve or at least seeing what's going on and feeling like oh i must do this i must do that is not always the best thing to do and i think it's the, the where data can come in it can help you point things in the right direction because what's going to happen is you're going to have companies like uh, google and facebook and so on and so forth they're all, all going to publish all sorts of um, uh, reports saying our oh, digital transformation this digital transformation that microsoft do it all the time as well by the way and um, the, the the reality, the hard reality, is it's it's much more difficult than just a simple okay. I can I can slot in this application and then you right, know I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've transformed digitally. And and I think that really really does make a a big difference. And I think one of the things I, I like to do is start off with a definition of digital transformation. I mean, what is what is it actually? And and, and I like to. Um, and the constellation research um they had uh, they have lots of um reports that they publish and ray wang he uh, said that digital transformation is the methodology in which organizations transform and create new business models right. and culture with digital technologies and i think that really just sums it up what it really is okay so there's business processes that have to be changed there are business models that have to be changed but also culture and i think the cultural part and it's something i've not really gone too far into yet in the in the newsletter but it's something i'm i'm, I'm working on cultural changes are, are are really really difficult and i think i touched upon it on um, management in the digital age where where we have, um, you know, I was fortunate enough growing up in the in the in the UK in the West Midlands, where there was a lot of um, car assembly lines that were being, you know, that were installed there at the time. That's no longer the case, by the way. But and uh, the big big issue in the 1980s was um, automation, and the first deployment of robots on the uh, on the uh, assembly lines, and the, the the problem at the time was that we were in high unemployment anyway in the UK. And this was just going to increase unemployment as far as everyone's concerned. And I and I, I looked at it and I thought, well, I can't all I can't see that it's just going to create unemployment. I can see that it's going to change employment, but it's not going to create unemployment. And I think that's a big difference. And I think we need to look at digital transformation in the same way. Yes, it's going to make some jobs you know, go away, but it's going to create other ones. And, you know, who 40 years ago thought we would have an extremely important management role in a company called social media manager or community manager? Yeah, those are relatively those are emerging fields because of the, these digital platforms. Uh, absolutely. They didn't exist uh, 20, 30 years ago. They didn't exist. And, and, and 10 years ago, they didn't exist. Yeah, even 10 years ago. I mean, they were probably called 10 years ago more like PR manager. Right. And, you know, PR was to speak to the press. But the press has changed. The press has had, you know, the, the whole revolution as well. Right. So, so you know, we, we can ask ourselves yes. questions about robotics and artificial intelligence. And does I really, it, I know, want to talk to you about that because you, you, yeah. you spoke about that in, in was, it, was it issue 14? Talking about artificial intelligence. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things, after reading it, one of the one of the things that I want to ask what I wanted to ask you was, um, will AI eventually replace humans? Because you were talking about um, incorporating artificial intelligence into certain business models and operation, and how how that is going to ch um, change the mm -hmm. structure, um, the internal management uh, structure, and um, yeah, it's done. It occurred yeah. to me because that I everybody now is talking about artificial artificial yeah. intelligence, not realizing that even in some basic operations, your smartphone or some of the software that you don't even know that you're using, that Google mm -hmm. uses or Facebook uses or even Instagram uses, artificial intelligence is already incorporated. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and, and automation. They're expecting yeah. some kind of robot from like a movie, but that's <laughs> that's not what AI AI is. No, it's not. It's not. And I think that's important to 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 stay on the ground and stay our feet firmly placed and, and not and not, you know, get swayed by ideas of, you know, that are more science fiction than science fact. Um, AI is really an extension of uh, semi automated systems. Um, previously, we had systems that were wholly manual and we were able to develop things that automated certain parts of that. And then we were able to automate them even further. And AI kind of takes us to the next level. Uh, but there are there are jobs that still need to be done, which are which are, you know, getting from a, 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 getting from source components to a finished project uh, product. Sorry. 
um, AI, AI can come in and enhance that process. But are we going to create an AI bot that's going to replace a human? I, 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 I can't see it. I'll be honest with you. I can't see that. I can't and I don't see it either, but fear. it was an intriguing mm -hmm. question to ask because no, you no, see, no, that's, no. that's a fear a lot of people have um, that technology is going to eventually replace. Yeah. And going back to something yeah. you said earlier where you're talking about um, living in a place where they have these assembly lines, automobile assembly lines, and how um, machinery and robots basically came in and efficientized is that the word <laughs> made the <laughs> operations more efficient and because of that made mm -hmm. some positions redundant however it created other positions um going back to that conversation and you hear it you hear this you hear this line a lot especially in the united states where they're talking about uh, what coming in to replace them and um the government not protecting their jobs and in my mind i am going well at some point upgrading your skill set or uh what's the word move moving from from one level to a next level or to something mm -hmm. else completely different mm -hmm. basically it's the same thing with businesses is the same principle applies to your personal development moving with the time so if you yep. realize that okay these positions are fast becoming redundant because of technological advantage advances how can I then position myself um, to be able to get in front of it then? And instead of yep. being disadvantaged by, by being able to take mm -hmm. advantage of it. And this is why I am wholly against this anti-digital movement because I'm, maybe I'm being paranoid, but there's there seems to be this <laughs> anti-digital movement happening where people are talking about, oh, the dangers of social media and dangers mm -hmm. of the internet mm -hmm. and, and not realizing that for us, small island states like us and people who are not necessarily in metropolitan cities or countries like USA or Europe, how mm -hmm. this is allowing us to compete on a global scale. And if we're becoming yep. more globalized, this is how we then leverage um, to be able to compete. Uh, that's totally right. And, and um so, so there, are, there are a number of points there, aren't there? And that's, um, is AI, you know, coming to take away our jobs in, in, in a sense? Um, I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think the big difference between this industrial revolution compared to earlier industrial revolutions is that each industrial revolution has accelerated in pace. So the, the original industrial revolution uh, took something like around, if, if I'm remembering correctly, something like around 60 odd years. Uh, the next one took around 30 odd years and, and the last one around 15 odd years to make, you know, fundamental changes. Here we're, we're talking about a few years, a handful of years for this industrial revolution. And, and the problem is, is that the you know, populations and society is not ready uh, to move at that pace because each time we're having this revolution, we're having an acceleration of pace of change. And, it, and, it, and, and, and digital transformation is, is helping accelerate all of this. And, and digital transformation is, is, is at fault in some respects, uh, pulling it, pulling people along, pulling people um, faster than they, are, they, right. they they feel comfortable with. And when, when companies do put in AI and robots and so on and so forth, they, they, they tend to neglect the, the, the change management side, that's yeah. required. A big, yeah, because it's extremely expensive to, to, to train, to put the right you know, effort into bringing the people along. And obviously people themselves, they have, um, they have reticences that, that, are, that are, are real and, right. and you know, we need to listen to that. Um, somebody who's been doing something for 40 years, it's, it's very difficult to, for them to see why they should change when it's been you know, fine for the last 40 years. Why is it not fine tomorrow, you know? And, and I think sometimes, you know, people, we can take that personally. And, um, and it's, it's not always a personal issue. It's more of a, you know, a business issue. So I think that's, that's uh, one aspect that we, I think we've, we're lacking and we need to put, you know, we need to really, uh, really need to think much deeper about what change we're affecting in culture in our organization and saying, okay, how do I change this for the better, but also how do I change it so that everybody is, right. you know, can benefit from that. And if it does mean changing jobs, well, how can I valorize those people and make them feel much more included? 
and 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 therein lies the, the you know the the difficulty and that's you know a lot of the questions i i, I come up against people are saying you know they've, they've done this they've done that and they don't want to do this anymore because because uh, you know it's 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 this new thing that they don't really like and sometimes it's a you know blockage that they put up themselves sometimes it's actually difficult to understand um, the other thing you, you touched upon was this um, this idea of competing on a global scale and the you know the anti the anti digital movement which is you know gaining pace and you know in in some respects rightly so I think it's important to have checks and balances and, and, and questions and we shouldn't just blindly walk forward um, but I I I I, I am one hundred percent behind you when you say that this is our opportunity in these small island nations to compete on a global scale, and I think a lot of the people in those movements uh, tend to tend to think of it from a privileged position. You know, the the fact that they do have this mean uh, means that they can complain about it, whereas some of the you know islands that we live in don't right. have you know these kinds of things uh, quite quite yet not to the same uh, or at least extent, not yeah. as um, not to the same extent and not that's not the same way built into society but that's changing and that's you know that's gathering pace as well that is true because remember and, and, and <laughs> this is why i wanted this is why i built this platform or i'm building this platform because I don't think they recognize that a lot of the technological advances, a lot of the technology, a lot of the software, they weren't built with us in mind. Um, I don't think we were at the top of anybody's mind when they built, when Instagram came about or when Facebook came about or when uh, Google, you understand? We weren't in mind. We, our experience or perspective wasn't what was being considered, but then how we have used what wasn't really meant for us or was built for us and how we have experienced it used it incorporated is what makes us competitive i think uh, the, our ability to take something that was not meant for us and turn it into something that can work for us and that can uh be an economic boost because if you have people who are and even if it's not necessarily from an entrepreneurial perspective but people who are using the technology in their businesses or in business whether for themselves or for um the co company that they work for how they then take that and make the company profitable or themselves profitable i think it's something remarkable and i i, I completely agree with you it's it's a privileged position to have for you to then turn around and say oh well social media is destroying society or technology is destroying um society and then the the, the biggest target of this is usually millennials um, millennials don't communicate anymore because they're always on their phone and always the generation X that's younger people not realizing that pretty much this is what we know. Uh, growing up, what we've, what, what we know is a cell phone, a smartphone. We didn't know pay phones. We didn't really know fax machines. If, if you understand what I'm saying, if you're of, of a particular age, all you know is Facebook and cell phones and laptops and, uh, um, tablets so for you to then say oh well this is not how we communicate what you're basically saying is that this is not how you used to communicate 20 years ago um except i wasn't born 20 years ago or we have moved uh, leaps and bounds since 20 years ago so is it that we aren't adapting as millennials or as generation x or is it that the older generation the baby boomers generation haven't adapted to what is now our very real lived experience, which is which is what is boosting this anti-digital movement. Well, well, I heard something um, fairly recently, which I thought was quite fantastic. I mean, I, I'm from 1970, so I'm I'm right in Generation X, and so generate yeah, so Generation Y came after, so we're now in the kind of Generation Z um, time now, and Generation Z have a, a completely different outlook. And, and um, I heard somebody speaking about Fortnite and I, I know all the kids are playing Fortnite and they're meeting up online and playing their games together. And, you know, the game's got its, you know, its merits and and maybe it's got its, um, you know, bad points yeah, as well. It, but it it's, can, it, There's some problems with, with Fortnite. Yeah. Sure, sure. sure. No, I understand. But the, 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 the thing that kids are doing with Fortnite today 
is that they're meeting up in these um, a bit like social centers, like a youth center we used to have in the in the 80s. We'd go to a youth center and we'd play games together or we'd just chat or just, you know, pretty much do nothing. But, you know, pass the time. And I think kids are doing that online these days because we're 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 more distributed physically in, in, in off, often in our in our in our in our places or, or at least we we've we've generated a feeling that kids shouldn't be out on the street. Whereas previously, kids were always out on the street. That was how we lived previously, you know. Uh, it was the same in England. I know it's the same all over the Caribbean. But nowadays, it's, you know, you, you can't go out because it's dangerous. And how much is that real and how much is that just perception? And and I think kids have adjusted to that much better than adults have. And they say, OK, so I can't go out on my own all the time to kick a ball about. So I'm going to stay in. I've got, I've got another platform I can I can, you know, uh, virtually kick a ball about with friends, and I and I and I think that's a that's a testament to their ingenuity and their and their and their development um, capacity that, that that you know an older generation doesn't have. I mean, I look at it and I think, you know, oh God, what the hell's he doing there? You know, but it's he's actually you know having fun and 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 sharing and being social and learning things and you know there's 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 a lot to it. There's a lot of merit to it. I know it has its bad sides, but there are some merit to it. And I think that um, we can get wrapped up in, you know, social discussions about all of this. But at the end of the day, digital transformation is coming along. Businesses are changing and they will change with or without you. And I think it's important that you, you need to understand that and make a conscious decision, a conscious decision based on intelligence. So, you know, using your data to understand what it is that I can do to, 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 to better my chances. And we need to compete on a on a larger scale, because if you're not competing on a larger scale, then then those larger um, businesses are going to compete further. You know, the Amazons of the world are perhaps not as implanted in the Caribbean as they are in, in Europe. But that doesn't mean to say tomorrow they can't come into the Caribbean. All they need to do is find the right, you know, way in and and, and, and they're in. And once they're in and, you know, you're, you're competing with some you know some shop in china that's able to sell the same type of things that you can you can build uh, 10 times cheaper you know and so how do you compete against that that's, that's you know these are very difficult questions i understand that in issue 12 was it issue 12 when you were talking about how the the management pyramid has changed um and you're you're saying it's no it's not it's not lean anymore. It's it's no balloon. It has it's no portlier than it used to be. It has a very uh, wide management middle. Ob- <laughs> yeah, management uh, management obesity was the uh, the phrase I used. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, so so the idea behind that is that that it was when I started work um, in the late eighties, um, early nineties, it was a very clear structure and everybody knew exactly where they were. There was the, the, the top of the tree. He was the person that, that, that owned everything and he had a management team around him. And sometimes there were a second layer of management um, where it was, and then the rest of the personnel were there doing stuff and they, they, they you know, largely outnumbered the management and the upper management and, and the business owner. They they were, you know, they, they were the, the solid foundation and structure of a business. And without those workers, you know, the business didn't exist because, you know, we couldn't do anything without those workers, basically. Um, and, and, and I've seen a, a huge shift whereby the, the, the workers, and what I'm talking about when I say the workers is the kind of the manual labor or at least doing the stuff physically that needs to be done to produce, you know, X, Y, or Z. That's, that's uh, in manufacturing, that's shrunk considerably uh, because automation and because AI has come in and it has, um, it's changed the role of, um, of managers. So management, it takes up a much broader um, part of uh, running a business in the sense that they do stuff which is considered manufacturing in the sense, but they're really just controlling systems that are, you know, building and assembling and painting and boxing and you know, sorting and those kinds of things. But they are managers in, in, in the sense that they have to manage these systems. And, 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 and sometimes there are a few people, are, you know, that, 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 that check on these. And, and so there was a massive 
uh, increase in that kind of management layer, the basic management layer that put pressure on the amount of workers because, you know, you don't need that many workers to do the things. Uh, today, often, you know, robots can do the job of 20 people uh, in the same time. So you don't need 20 people. You need, you know, one to manage it and then another one to service it and look after it and, you know, check that things are okay. And so there's this huge uh, management role. And, and, and touching back what we were talking about previously, where we have social media managers, community managers, technical officers. I mean, there are all sorts of different managers nowadays that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we wouldn't consider management. But they are management because they have to manage things and systems, not necessarily people. And and so it created this, um, it created this balloon structure in the middle. Uh, where the workers were kind of squeezed out and and and, and the question is uh, i think is is this what it's going to be like in the future and um, and I, I i i think it is i think we're getting to a point where i can't see us getting back to a pyramid structure of having lots and lots and lots of workers doing stuff unless you reclassify and you redefine what workers are and and you basically declassify management because uh, I think it's really nowadays what we have is essentially management, upper management, and 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 you know business owners and. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go again. Essentially, what? No, so essentially what I'm saying is we're having we're having management, upper management, and business owners. We're we're having less and less you know general, general workers. workers. Yeah, right. and and that's that's what I was that's what I was talking about when I was not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily the management structure but then and this is how i realized this is how i realized that you were really talking about the other end of it because you said nobody knew like 15 10 years ago that you would need these persons uh, social media manager or because you you thought well i have a marketing team and this is what my marketing team ought to do or i have a pr team and this is what the pr team is supposed to do but then you realize that this is not what they teach in marketing what they taught them in marketing 10 15 years ago marketing has completely changed because of technological advances because of digital new digital platforms because media has changed because digital operations have changed and um that 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 has a whole new uh, that has taken on a whole new uh look to it so how you approach it how you talk about it um, how the public gets involved, how your business operates, looks different. So you have, you now have these specialized skills um, that you need that you may not have internally. So your, your your marketing team may not know anything about social media, no. Or your marketing team may be different from your sales team, may be different from your PR person, because these are now individualized, specialized skill set. Uh, so what I say to people, do you have the internal structure in place to manage this? And they look at me duh, with the dull look on their face. This is this is actually what I'm talking about. So when I read when I read the, mm-hmm. the issue, I was like, yes, this is what I this is what I I mean. How do you, how have mm-hmm. you incorporated your staff uh, uh, into this? Do you have the adequate staffing? Are you going to have to know? outsource uh so and that's another thing i want to ask you about where how does outsourcing play a role or what role does outsourcing play in this because then if you don't have the the technical skill set in your worker population and you now have to outsource is that another uh what i would would you say unforeseeable problem that comes with um going digital Mm -hmm. then because no you don't have the staff expertise to really carry this Mm -hmm. operation Mm -hmm. This is absolutely right, and um, the 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 specialization of roles is um, a major shift in the way businesses operate. We previously we could all be kind of generalists. In fact, it used to be the case we'd have a general store. The general store was the store that you know had everything in it, and we could go and get pretty much anything we wanted. And stores started to specialize, and, and we can see that cultural shift. And businesses are going through the same cultural shift in the sense that um, a lot of the roles that they have 
you know, a, a PR manager would look after all of the PR for a, for a business, but with social media, they can't do social media management and community management. And the community manager is not necessarily the you know, same specialist skills as a med social media manager. And so you have to ask yourself that question. Do, do I have the skills? I mean, you have two choices, essentially. You train up skills internally, and that can be part of that shift from you know your 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 general workers moving up into management that can be a training and, and bringing those people in board or it can be uh, the second choice is you outsourcing as you rightly say and um, that's a difficult question to I mean there aren't there are no right answers what there are is something that's right for the business um, some some businesses do better outsourcing than others uh, some have problems with outsourcing for, you know, often it's often based on trust reasons. You know, it's whether you really trust your, your the partner you're working with or not. And, and that's a very difficult you know problem to manage. And that requires the specialist management to manage, you know, relationships with third parties. In, in fact, Microsoft um, often has um, uh, people working in businesses that are responsible for their relationship with Microsoft uh, as, a, as a reference point you know literally just to you know to smooth over that relationship and and, and understand the two sides and, and and that's a that's a really important investment that they have to make and and, and getting back to you know with, with whether i ai will do uh, uh decimate uh, jobs i mean it really depends on the types of skills and this is where the kinds of jobs that we're looking at today those specialist skills uh, come in and that's where those roles that are requiring those specialist skills are really the roles of tomorrow and, and right. starting from today essentially. I, I, I like to look at okay I like to keep in tune with what's happening mm -hmm. in the in the tech world in the digital world and then try to get an idea of what's happening and then um, see see what they're talking about see where they're going with things and then try to get a feel of okay what jobs are going to be necessary in the future i don't think that ai is going to take over either i don't think it it wouldn't no, be practical no, for no. humans to um, make humans redundant that it, it it doesn't benefit us as a <laughs> as, as a species if you understand what no. i'm saying so i don't think there will become a point no. where and and you have to be you, you have to be careful not to 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 fall into the trap of believing right. that these things happen in a vacuum. So if AI replaces many many things, humans will automatically modify the way they are in order to right. counteract or to to uh, to adjust to to those changes. You know, it, one one change just right. doesn't happen isolated on itself. Right. It I has an impact else around adjusts. it. Are come right, so I, I don't. I exactly. agree with you. I don't think that that's gonna happen either. But what I do, and I'm glad you just said that because I think that is what is going to happen. So AI is already here. It's not like it's coming. It's already here. It's only going to get better, but it's already here or worse, depending on who you ask. But it's already here, and which is why I'm saying, okay, what are the skill sets that are going to be needed in the future now that this is here and this is happening? Mm -hmm. And then how can we, as a society, uh, train the next labor force or labor market or whatever you want to call them to be able mm -hmm. to take advantage of this? So in Jamaica, I know they're talking about logistics hub and I know they have been this influx of uh, mm -hmm. call center BPOs. I don't necessarily think that that's beneficial, mm -hmm. to be quite honest with you, because I don't think that is where the technology is going. Um, and I don't think that there's any real room for growth from there, to be honest with you. And it's, it's great because you have young people being able to work and earn, but then real yeah. earning potential the, uh, the ability to earn real wealth to 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 really advance yourself in terms of a career in terms of sustainability i think it's going to be through technology how are we then preparing our young people yeah. the next generation who are already way ahead in terms of their understanding of the tech and their using mm -hmm. of the tech how do we then prepare them to take advantage of a world that is AI 
tech digital? How do we then prepare them for that? And what does that look like? Uh, as somebody who's operating in the Caribbean, what do you think that looks like for us as a, as a, a small state? Basically, mm-hmm. what I'm asking is, how do we as smaller states who know that we need to be jumping on this te- technology? Well, well, you see, this is the thing. We're already, I think we're already behind the eight ball because we didn't embrace it when we were supposed to embrace it. <laughs> I personally think that technology is our way forward. Not, not abandoning ourselves culturally, so, so but incorporating the tech into culture yeah. and making that work for us. And this is something, yeah. I don't know if yeah. you know of Ingrid Riley, but this is something Ingrid Riley has always said. How do we then yeah. use what we are culturally known for, traditionally, um, what are the natural resources that we have, and then how can we then incorporate tech into that to advance us globally since the world has yeah. gone global and it's not going to ever go back to us separated from them from them from them it's it's just going to get even more borders are just going to continue to shrink because of technology but how do we then maintain our identity or culture or resources but with tech and, and what does that look like for us yeah so, yeah, so, so getting I'm back asking, to the two are different questions um, are, are we uh, are we preparing our children uh, for the future uh, or how are we preparing our children uh, very badly i think at the moment um i, I think we're 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 stuck to an anachronism of um of the early uh, 40s 50s and 60s in terms of education where we need to open a maths book and be able to uh, divide 10 by 15 and understand perfectly well what that is so that we can apply some you know basic calculations here and there and we need to learn uh, this you know celebrated sentence or passage of a poem or a story and uh, by doing that we'll understand uh, you know english and, and and other languages and you know there there are there are things that we're kind of force feeding our children because we were force fed it and the paradigm has completely changed in terms of learning um today you want to find something out you'll google it and you'll get that information essentially um you know when i was at school it was it was impossible you know it literally was impossible um, we could do it after uh, maybe a few weeks <laughs> right, of research yeah. by going to one two or three libraries that you know and, and and even then the information would be incomplete and out of date because the books would have been printed you know 10 years previously so so the, our education system hasn't caught up with the new realities and i think some organizations are trying to do that um, so how are we preparing for the future and how how should we prepare I don't think we should leave, you know, the, the, the basic skills off the curriculum completely. I think those basic skills have merit and, and we should use them. But I think we should de-emphasize them. And I think we should emphasize some of the kinds of uh, skills that we're going to need to, to do. And I think the probably the most important skill, um, one of the most important skills is our learning capacity. How can we learn? Are we able to learn? Once we're able to learn, and we know we can learn then learning is 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 no longer a, a task it's just an, an innate capacity um and, and that ability to learn and to take things on board i think is going to be extremely important in the future and and, and it was listed in, in in that article actually in uh, issue 12 um ana- analytical thinking and innovation analytical thinking and you know breaking things down into 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 chunks and understanding the relationships understanding the components and so on and so forth and you know there are a lot there are lots of skills here that I think are, are important creativity originality etc you know design and programming critical thinking and analysis critical thinking I think is something very very important we often don't you know critically analyze something and and, and, and question it in in a in a in a in an honest and scientific manner we we either we either don't like it or we like it and so we reject it or accept it rather than saying okay i don't like that but you know is there a basis for it is there something that's important to do that and these are the skills that ai can't take over today you know uh, ai or at least machine learning we talk about you know ability to learn but i mean they're, they're they're very very clever and very very stupid all at the same time 
and we've seen this in some of the um, uh, the repercussions in what's going on. Uh, Facebook, for example, Facebook. I, I don't know if you 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 followed the news with Facebook's um, you know awful situation in New Zealand. Uh, where the gunman live basic live streamed uh, what was going on and the, and, and the reason why it didn't get shut down is because Facebook's machine learning actually hadn't been trained to understand from a point of view position a POV rather than an image so it, it could have stopped something earlier if it had been if if the actual film had been taken from a, a third perspective but because it was from the perspective of the killer himself, the the the, the AI completely uh, was destabilized, and and that's why I say that you know we it's extremely intelligent and extremely stupid at the same time, and we as humans we would straight away understand, and we did straight away understand that you know this, these are two different things, and 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 there's a similarity, and we're seeing the same thing, and therefore we must do something about it, stop it, block it, whatever, and the AI couldn't do that. And, and, and it's where humans needs to need to step in. And this is where people need to step up to the plate and say, you know, I, I, OK, I can apply some of the things that I do uh, in, a, in a very different or at least in a very you know, thinking manner, creativity, analytical thinking and you know, problem resolution that, that, that these systems can't do that. And then what I can do is I can apply that and work with these systems. And I think, you know, AI is nothing more than a bicycle, essentially. You know, man, man walked and ran. And then as soon as we invented a bicycle, I mean, it can go a lot faster. And I think that's an important, you know, thing we need to um, we need to accept and we need to uh, we need to believe it's the case with with AI. Yeah. AI is not going to replace and us. Even no. with that Facebook thing, it's not the first time somebody live streamed something like that. There was an incident where somebody live streamed. Uh, I don't know if you remember the the YOLO. You only live once. That that live stream where he live streamed. He was mm -hmm. live streaming, yeah. and met in. I don't I don't know if he was intentional or not, but ended up killing himself in a road accident there was another incident where somebody live streamed a suicide mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. facebook has not the thing that the thing with facebook is that they don't they don't learn lessons very quickly um that that's that's the thing and i think it's because they don't think they need to change because it has been working for them on and until public pressure reaches them they don't really change but yeah um but i want you to speak to though and this is the last thing I promise. <laughs> I want you to speak to the what 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 does the future look like <laughs> for the Caribbean in, in, in terms of how the world is moving forward with AI? Because I know you talk about the software and how software has replaced a lot of jobs and um, AI is AI is pretty much doing the same thing. But what does that look like for the Caribbean and how can we better prepare the next generation, because I think for this generation, it's already it's, the horse is already bolted, and if they're kind of they're a bit stubborn to move any further than they already are. <laughs> so for the next generation, how do you think we can? First of all, again, what does that look like for us, um, and how can we better prepare the next generation for it, for what's coming? So I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm probably am. a bit more um, optimistic than, uh, than than you. <laughs> I mean, software is eating the world. I mean, that was the you know Mark Andreessen of Andreessen Horowitz who uh, wrote a, an article in the Wall Street Journal in 2011, where basically he understood that you know it wasn't about hardware anymore. It was about having hard hardware that we could manipulate easily with software. And um, I, I think there are a lot of initiatives throughout the Caribbean that are helping young people get on board with software. And I think younger uh, people are much more in tune, like you say, uh, to, to, to this changing world. They're, they're growing up with the you know, social media and they understand where software is, is uh, of, of real value. And, 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 and that will automatically translate into them um, defining and building projects that right. were, are more in line with that way of thinking than the old way of thinking of uh, you know uh, uh, physically building something out of metal or out of wood or maybe agriculture yeah. and yeah. And, I, and I see a lot of initiatives uh, even in agriculture where um, agriculture is um, 
it's one of those last bastions of uh, manual labor in a way. And we're, we're finding that uh, a lot of initiatives are, are applying AI and machine learning to look at how best to uh, nourish and how best to cut the crop or when's the right yeah, time. We're, we're getting all sorts of information and they're using data to do that. To, 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 absolutely. And so, so how is it going to affect the Caribbean? I mean, the, the Caribbean is an extremely resourceful place and they've always been resourceful. We, we have uh, possibly some of the, the best um, abilities to come back uh, after, you know, incidents like, you know, hurricanes and, and earthquakes that we, we suffer frequently here. And, and, and I think that's an enormous um, uh, tool in our armament that we can use uh, to, to, to move forward. And, and, and if we can just find those little bits and pieces in technology and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to employ that. We're going to use that. I think can provide a, a, a stable platform for growth, but we're going to compete on the world scale is the, is the reality. And so if we do compete on a world scale, then we have to be very, very knowledgeable. We have to be aware of what's going on around us in the world. And yeah, I think right. we're, we sometimes have a tendency to be a little bit insular at times. And, and, and I think the, the, the best way out for the Caribbean is to be much more united. And we're seeing you know, f you know, political fractures in Europe, which are, which are rather unfortunate. And I think, you, I think Carib the Caribbean has to go the opposite way. I think it has to be much more integrated and much work much closer together, and 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 by doing that, I think we'll we'll we can create things that are much bigger than the sum of the parts. Didn't I tell you guys that it was going to be good? It was good though, wasn't it? I hope you guys learned something because I sure as hell learned a whole lot and Matthew brought a fresh and different and, a, and as I said earlier, a long view perspective that I wasn't taking into account. I was, I was, I was steady over here panicking. I'm not even going to lie, but I've, I've, I'm really taking into account what he's saying and I just really appreciate him taking the time because he's a busy man, okay? So I really appreciated him taking the time to come and talk to us and that's what I wanted to do for you guys, for my audience. I want you guys to have all the information from all the perspectives and not just listen to me talk, go on and on ad nauseum about the same thing, but bringing other voices who can temper me <laughs> and who can bring nuance to the conversation. So I really hope you guys learned and I hope you guys uh, also had a fresh and different understanding. But before we go again, one week left, Please go and nominate yourself, somebody you know, for the Digital Jamaica People to Watch 2020 series. If they deserve to be featured, please nominate them so we can do just that. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate my new listeners. Hey, thank you to my old listeners for coming back. Thanks for the support. Make sure you're following the page. There are five ways you can support the show. You can download the episode to listen because downloads count um, helps you get pushed up in the ranking. So does reviews. You can also follow the show on our social media page. That's nice. Thank you. You can <laughs> um, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. That also helps boost the rankings for the show. And you um, can share the episodes from the blog to your different social media pages to help me get the word out about these amazing people that we've been talking to and this amazing platform yeah big up myself this amazing platform that's that be putting people on <laughs> okay so those are the ways you can support the show we i i i keep saying we and it's just me i really appreciate you guys thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the digital jamaica podcast until next time bye great episode of the digital jamaica podcast i had fun recording it don't forget to subscribe and leave a review using your favorite podcast app take a minute to subscribe to my newsletter at thefutureisdigital.substack.com thank you